You are Locked On the NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome, everybody, to your favorite day of the week. I am Anthony Irwin. I am joined by Adam Morris, and this is Locked On NBA. Uh, Adam, I'm going to talk to you every so often, but when I talk to you, Please do not get the the question and run the opposite direction. Like we got, we got, we have to. We actually got to talk about what we just saw. Uh, <laughs> uh, hey, good job. I because I'm I'm like this is as sick as I have been after a great game. Somebody put that out and somebody had a. I think Amina Kimes had that great tweet and it's true. I that was a great game. That mm-hmm. was like a game I want to remember. Um, up until the last seconds, I wanted to remember that game forever, and now I kind of want to forget it. Like. I don't know if I'm going to sleep tonight, Anthony. I was, I was. So as that play was going on, or as as George Hill was shooting free throws, I thought to myself, you know what? I'm cool with George Hill missing one and going into overtime. Overtime would be fun. I want more of this game. Yeah. Good lord, I was wrong. <laughs> Good. Oh, man, it was. We'll we'll get into it. Um, as always, you know where to find the show if you're listening to it. Uh, we're everywhere you can find podcasts. I host Locked On NBA or Locked On Lakers. Adam hosts Locked On Nuggets. Let's let's talk about the game first, and then we're going to get into the call slash JR and the officiating in general because it's become a problem. Can I get my hot take out of the way right off the bat? Yeah, and then we'll and then in segment three we'll look ahead to the rest of the series. We'll talk about Brian Colangelo, and uh, if I can get you to laugh, I'm going to try to get you to laugh. How about that? Okay, okay. <laughs> right. So, that so works. what's your what's your hot take? Kevin Durant joined the Warriors so that he could have games like tonight and win a championship. Oh, that's not a hot take. That's, that's... <laughs> well, it's a pointed take, man. Because here's yeah. the thing: is I like the Warriors. I like Draymond Green. I like all the all these guys, and I like the Cavs too. Like it's not, you know, I like both teams. I'm really glad these guys are. I'm one of the rare people that are like, no, you know what? I'd rather run this back than watch a crappy Celtics team, or you know, mm-hmm. that's not quite ready for the moment. Um, tonight, the 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 Cavs won this game. Like they, they just they just they just did everything they needed to minus like one half thing to win this game. And the Warriors were just so ready for this like this like like the moment that they pulled ahead is is the moment they just started clowning. And and to me I'm just kind of like you know, this is the same team that went and cried in the in the parking lot. And like I to me all this stuff is fair. Free agency, all this stuff like I'm cool with it. I'm fine with it. But then to like to get to just get saved in so many different ways in this game, and then he immediately turn into a clown. To me, just I, I'm I'm a huge Draymond fan. I'm a huge I'm a huge like Warriors you know fan of this team and the way they play. It really rubbed me the wrong way. This, it really bugged me. This game is the first time I was ever bugged by the Warriors. Yeah, I, I'll I'll take your point and I'll take it a step further. The reason Kevin Durant is going to be seen as as weak or not as great as he should be considered by the end of his career is because he went to a team that enabled to have, he was terrible tonight. Awful. Yeah. Like, he, yeah, he just was not great. <laughs> he and was, he made, and, and the big play, you know, he missed the jumper like right down the stretch. And it's just like everything that you have to do to win a game, they didn't do. Mm-hmm. They're just so great. Yeah. You know, that, that collectively you have to be perfect to beat him and the, and the Cavs and, and LeBron in particular, we're as close to perfect as any person can expect. Like this was, I thought the Cavs did such a good job in this game. Their game plan was great. LeBron really did. Where does this game rank for you in LeBron games, especially finals games? Because to me, this was. I'd have to go back and rewatch it to really digest it. But watching it live, it felt like one of the greatest games I've ever, of individual performance I had ever seen. And to see it wasted, it just. I'm triggered. Well, we're we're <laughs> we're uh, an overturned charge call. 
in oh, the man. in the two minutes, the final two minutes of a finals game, and and the biggest blunder almost in NBA history. Oh man, it's away from, for the moment, it's got to be it's got to be up there. It's and so that's why I mean that's why it, look I'm I'm I have no rooting interest here. If anything, I should be right. rooting against the Cavs, right? Because for, for <laughs> right. Lake for Laker reasons, but I right. you know I find myself I found myself sad. Like I found myself sad that because uh, look. The Warriors losing this game, they can still come back. The Cavs losing this game, oh, of course, yeah. The, the Cavs losing this game, it's hard not to feel like this is over, and and especially the way that they lost it, it's such a bummer. It's and this is and I, and this is coming from the guy who look. I love to gloat during all these games. This game was so great that I I was able to fire off three or four. Man, it's too bad the sport is dead. Tweets like this, <laughs> right? It's, yeah, you know. And and now I I can't help but feel like I don't know how J.R. Smith recovers in this, and he was already bad. And he bet, and, yeah, you know what? He better come out and score like forty because yeah, because that. I think that was one of those plays where J.R.'s had an interesting career. Um, you know, he won a championship, mm-hmm. but he, he like this to me almost becomes the highlight like the highlight number one of his career in yeah. some ways like this might be the most memorable thing he ever does and that's that sucks yeah i completely agree all right we're gonna we're gonna let that uh segue naturally into the second segment here where we talk about jr smith and that play itself and the officiating we'll start with the officiating we'll get to that here in a bit So here's here's where I'll I'll start with the officiating. It's become so bad that it's it's a talking point after like every single yeah. playoff game and and maybe it's a confirmation bias, maybe it's all these things and look, the basketball is hard to referee. It's it's a really tough sport to to be able to watch everything, but but this like reviewing that play in the first place, like I just saw a replay of it. LeBron's feet were nowhere near the line. I don't know right, how you, yeah. and that's and that's the explanation <laughs> that they're using to go to review in the first place, and then to to overturn a subjective call. Like that's just. Man. I didn't. I was not aware that that was a rule. I knew that you could check the restricted versus not, which mm-hmm. makes sense to me. Like that's a black and white thing. The charge is first of all the the most ambiguous call in all of basketball, the charge block call, and it's so much so that Steve Javi in the broadcast booth thought, oh no, that's a charge, and then they review the play, and somebody comes out and says, oh no, it's a block, and and yeah, just all those things like. I, I'm surprised that a game of this magnitude came down to that decision and that overturning. To me, that it, it it really left a sour taste in my mouth, and and I think I think a lot of people outside of, of 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 the Bay, I think a lot of people just feel this uneasiness right now. And I you could hear it in my voice. I feel disgusting. Yeah. No. I mean, we should be talking <laughs> about one of, if not the greatest player in the history of basketball, dropping fifty-one, eight and eight, as a heavy underdog in Game One on the road but instead we're talking about his stupid teammate and we're talking right. about his <laughs> teammate's stupid play and 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 officiating and like that that to me like i don't the, the the reason to me why i can't stand watching the nfl is because i have no idea what a catch is and now now right. we're, we, yeah. now that's kind of filtering into the nba and that's a bummer i do think that officiating can 
you know, every official is different. You kind of have to fill out the game. But there were some very just egregious plays. That one, obviously, I think we could talk about the Tony brothers throwing Tristan Thompson out, which, first of all, there was two seconds left in the game. Just let it Tony go, Tony brothers escalated the situation. Yep. He escalated what was so cl- – Livingston didn't even want the foul. Like, he just walked away, and then he right. looked back like, who, fell on me, fell on him? Like, what's going on? He escalated that into what now could end up – you know, Kevin Love stepped games. on the court, and yeah. and yeah, like all this stuff that would just be disastrous for the NBA. I think it would actually be horrible if like players get suspended for this little kerfuffle. But he escalated it. But actually, to me, maybe the most egregious stretch was when LeBron got crossed over by KD, but then reached in and stole the ball, and it yep. was a clean rip. The replay showed just what a clean, clean rip. Mm-hmm. Comes down the other way on the next play. Gets fouled, but there's no call, and it was a very clear. Like we see mm-hmm. the replay, and it was a clear. No one. That that was a five point swing in a really really crucial moment of the game at the end of the third quarter, and there, it just felt like there was too many of those. Every quarter, it felt like there was a couple of these. What's going on? What what is this call here? Yeah. Um. And it, and it sucks because as as you said, this was such an interesting game in so many ways, and and unfortunately the headlines are all negatives. Well, and 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 to build on that, you. Look, the people, people, Warriors fans listening to this are going to say, well, can we get any praise here whatsoever? That's only been the last four years. There's been nothing but praise. So, <laughs> yeah, come on, man. Warriors in four, right? Like, let's, we, so, I don't think, I honestly don't think Warriors fans are thinking that. I think they, I think even they feel a little gross. You, you know this. You, your team yeah. has won gross before and you're happy. You're relieved, mm-hmm. but you're also kind of like, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> well, the, the 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 Kings game, right? That has an oral history written about it. Like right, the, we're, yeah. we're, that the, at the end of that, I have my my best man in my wedding was a Kings fan, and it's still hard to talk to him about it because it's like, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, but the other the other point I wanted to make about officiating here is I don't I don't know what the NBA does about it, right? Like you, I don't like criticizing without any kind of solution on the on the other end of it, and I don't know what the what what they do about it i have no idea what they do yeah and the nba is tough that's why i say i think it, it, there has to be like you know some artistry to it not, it's not just you know these things aren't always black and white and, and the game is played so fast but it is unfortunate but i will say this and it, and it sucks obviously i i really as a basketball player i just lebron james is just incredible and it's incredible that he just seems to be at his best right now i am i am blown away that he is playing the best basketball of his career at this stage of at this stage of his career, and it sucks that this 51 points, eight rebounds, eight assists, and he's going to get a loss in his legacy. At least to some people, will take a stain based on this ridiculous finish of a of, of a game. <laughs> Man, that hurts. All right, let's let's really quickly talk about J.R. Smith. Uh, to me, all right, the play. Everybody knows the play. Like, there's no point in t- walking people through the play. But the explanation after the fact is exactly how J.R. Smith makes that play, where he says, well, I thought we were up, but then I wanted to dribble out the clock in case we we weren't up, or, or I wanted to get the ball out to, to, to LeBron. Draymond Green has that phenomenal response to finding out that, that J.R. thought that they might have been tied. I don't know if you saw that in the press conference. JR was trying to get out of it. And nobody was going to let him. Like, that's yeah. kind of what I took away from it is he was going to try to play the like, all right, hey, here's the story. I thought we were going to call a timeout. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, I don't know what he was thinking. <laughs> 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 like, they were, they were going to give him that one. And, and, and look, man, we had JR in Denver for a long time. So I'm, I'm very acquainted with JR Smith. That look of LeBron where he's like, what the heck, man? What are you doing? I, 
Nuggets fans had that look for several years, just kind of permanently plastered on their face. So, <laughs> fans. so but I'll tell you what, man. And, and again, and this is where, and this was part of. It, it's not one thing. It, everything. Everybody feels sick. Jordan Clarkson was like one of the more ridiculous players I've ever. I watching him in a finals felt like an insult to the game. Quite frankly, <laughs> some of the shots he was taking and decisions he was making was like unreal. George Hill at, misses the free throw, point, and J.R. Smith makes that play. Just at, at one point. Clarkson completed a pass to Jeff Green in the entire living room I was watching the game started <laughs> clapping like, like he's like oh yeah. my god he's capable of it look at Clarkson you know, you know that the the you know there's some iconic moments throughout history like you know the the MJ shot over over the Jazz like moments like this where there's always a play that could have gone back the other way. You think about LeBron when he gets that and one and he hangs in the air, one handed finishes it the play. and bangs his chest. And then the next play he comes down and soars. I thought he was going to tomahawk dunk it on Draymond and instead mm-hmm. lays it in like those plays to me were like, he did it. He earned it. It's yeah. like, you, you know, you make those plays, you earn it. You come down, Larry Nance jr. Gives an and one to Steph Curry. Uh, you know, uh, I talked about all the Clarkson plays. George Hill misses a free throw. J.R. Smith dribbles the ball. Out. You're just thinking like, how many guys are going to sabotage this perfect <laughs> moment that we had? And it was, it just it, honestly in that moment, I just, I just sunk, and I think everybody did. Yeah, to to a, to a huge extent. And now look, we're we're going to take a second here. We're going to gather ourselves, and we're going to look ahead to the rest of the series, and try to figure out what the Cavs might be able to do, what they might be able to tell themselves to try to get themselves back into the series. I mean, seriously, Anthony, think about this. If, 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 if Jordan hits the shot on Russell, and on the very next play, Steve Kerr doesn't know that the Bulls are actually up and he intentionally fouls Malone, like that would be the dumbest ending to like what could have been a perfect moment. That's how I felt about tonight. Yeah. It was a perfect moment, and so many Cavs players sabotaged it. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> it's like Dennis Rodman goes and like tackles Carl Malone for no reason whatsoever. It, it says, oh, I thought we were down. We had to intentionally foul here, no? <laughs> oh, no, we're up one? Oh, now we're down one. Okay, now I get it. <laughs> now we're down. <laughs> <laughs> And then you had that call. I mean, it was just so many things. Like, it it was crazy how. (laughs) (laughs) J.R. Smith realizing now we're down one. Is 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 the huddle right? Oh, all right. So now that's the situation. Got it, coach. Uh, All right. So uh, here's here's the thing. So we talked about we talked about all of the things that went wrong for the Cavs. And they still had chances slash should have won that game, right? Clarkson was an abomination. George, Kevin Love, honestly, for portions of the game, had me wondering if he was still concussed. Uh, <laughs> you, you, had, you had things go, obviously, in the Warriors' favor late. But for the most part, everything that could have gone wrong, except for LeBron being great, went wrong for the Cavs. So couldn't they kind of say that, hey, look, we, we obviously should have snuck that one out. But maybe if a few things go our way or we're back in that situation again? I think one of the crazier things that I feel right now that I don't even – I don't know if I actually believe this. is just that this Warriors team is a little bit more vulnerable than I think we're all willing to admit. Because mm-hmm. as great as they are, they still have those awkward clunky moments and you know where they get a little too ISO heavy and – and they're also just not very deep. And and when Clay got hurt and, that, and had to go to the locker room, I thought, oh my god, they're down to three players. <laughs> and then, yeah. Like they're three good players and a bunch of non ones. Now he came back, and Iguodala maybe comes back for game two and gives them a boost. Um, but all that being said, 
they're not so vulnerable that you can give away games. Multiple. And games. I just and I don't know how. I don't know how the Cavs play a whole lot better than this. I mean, I think 51 points is probably going to be LeBron's high in this <laughs> finals. I mean, maybe not, but it, probably. So that just means you need better production. I, I just don't know, man. I think this was the chance to at least make things interesting. And, and mentally, I think you know they're going to try to refocus and rebound, but it's just got to be so hard. Yeah, I, heading into tonight, I thought that I thought Warriors and six. Uh, that was that was my prediction, and. Now I'm thinking this this could very well go four or five games. I just don't. I just say Kevin Durant isn't going to play that bad. I think multiple right, games yeah. in this series and and Iguodala I would think is is going to return at some point. You know and and like those things those things that this was the game that the Cavs needed to have just to to one give themselves a confidence like all right yeah we got this uh, because the other thing here too is so much turnover with this Cavs team. A lot of these guys are in the situation for the first time, and and they need all the confidence that they can get. So, like Clarkson, if he has that game that he has, and they win anyway, he can kind of say, "Well, all right, I'll get him next time." Uh, but now they they lose that game, and I just don't know how you recover mentally. It's a bummer. It's a real bummer. I hope that they can do it. I mm-hmm. think LeBron is in a space right now where we can't underestimate him. I mean, like I said, this is probably. It's crazy to say. I think he might be at his highest level right now, playing at his highest level. It just doesn't make any sense to me. But so maybe they can regroup. But I thought going into this game, and I think I, I put this out on several platforms, the, the game one was the game I felt best about Cleveland winning. I think if I ranked the games I thought they were most likely to win in order, I probably would have gone one, three, and then six. Like those are the three games I think they had a chance to win in the series. And number this first game being the best one, they blew it. Um, things didn't go their way, and and so yeah, I'm, I'm not, I was never high on the Cavs' chances. I'm really not. I'm yeah. really low on them now. That's that's really how we look. All right, so uh, let's segue over to the Brian Colangelo stuff. Uh, shouts to shouts to like the Sixers brass who were like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna leak this stuff. Smart. <laughs> we're gonna leak this stuff while the NBA is 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 a mess. So because it's just that's just heady play on their part. Uh, Do you think that like right as Jr. dribbled the ball out, they're like, hey, send it now, send yeah, it now, like low, publish low. now, like Zach, here. Zach, I know you're heading over to the press row, but, but <laughs> yeah. we, we we need to get this stuff out now. Uh, yeah. So they they basically the the report makes it look as if uh, they are they are pretty convinced it was Brian Brian Colangelo's wife, uh, and that Philadelphia the 76ers don't seem to care that it's still probably going to cost Brian Colangelo his job. But my my question is, like, how how does that happen in the first place? Like, we laughed about it when you came on Locked On Lakers. But how does how does that happen? How do you how how does how is this stuff going on with with your 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 team president? It's just it's mind boggling. This is the craziest story. Um, you could check out Locked On Lakers because we had a really good time with it. Yeah, I, enjoyed, <laughs> I enjoyed talking about it yesterday. Um, but but yeah, it is it is the craziest story to me. The more interesting thing is this is a big off season for Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a lot of cap space. They have some potential. There's this guy LeBron who just dropped 51 points in the finals, who maybe might be interested in going there to finish out his career. There's mm-hmm. a, this. It's not. It's not crazy to say that this might be the most important summer for them, for, oh, the most important summer they'll have in the next five years. So 
for them to go into three weeks before the draft and and potentially not have a front office um, and have this much turmoil and distrust, it's catastrophic. It's one of the things that you can't predict too far down the future in sports. Um, I don't think I think everybody was so high on Philadelphia a month ago and just the outlook for them, and this really could be a a, a really tough blow for them. There is this guy David Griffin sitting out there. <laughs> so it might all it might all work to their benefit. I, it might really all work out to. I don't think if Colangelo is still around that they have a shot in 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 hell at, at signing LeBron. I think that's gone because he's he's. Well, always... there was the Jerry Colangelo link though, right? And LeBron with Team USA has that connection. Sure, but like the thing with LeBron is that he's always been very supportive of how players should be treated. And, yeah, that's true. And a and an executive, the top executive at a team, going out there and anonymously dumping on guys and releasing HIPAA violation oh. type stuff, or his yeah. wife doing it, is is not not the kind of message you want to send to somebody of LeBron's power. After this scandal, I don't I don't think there's a play. I don't think Roy Hibbert would sign with the 76ers yeah. after this. Like I don't, I don't yeah. know if there's a player out there that would do it. So you're right. After the scandal broke. They're, they're, even if you know, even if the report came out and was like, actually, no, it's not Colangelo, it's not his wife, it's not anybody. I still feel like the goose is cooked, don't you? Like sometimes, yeah. sometimes the accusation is so damning, and that's kind of how I feel with this one. Is is there's nothing Philadelphia can do other than move on, and and hopefully they can rebound from this very very quickly because I know in Denver. The Denver Nuggets lost Masai Ujiri two weeks before the NBA draft, and it cost them like a full season and a half just to recover from that. You insert a new GM a week before the draft, and there's just no plan. There's no cohesion. There's no scouting. All that stuff is out the window. That's that's really hard to recover from. So everybody thought that it was like Sam Hinkie who who leaked the stuff. Like that was the fun theory that was going around. <laughs> no, no chance. But wouldn't it be a heady play by David Griffin to leak the stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's some 4D chess right there. I like because I've heard Danny Ainge, I've heard Sam Hinkie, but you're right. <laughs> Griff being on, on this, man, that is really, wow. That's some Game of Thrones stuff. That's some really good good moves right there. <laughs> you know what? Even if he got caught, you'd have to respect that. Like, you know what? This yeah. guy's really thinking <laughs> far ahead. Like, he's been planning this thing for years. <laughs> but trust the process. This guy planned on firing a guy for four seasons. He just slowly planted the evidence. That's great. You see, you see texts from Griffin to Colangelo. Dude, here's what you got to do. Create a few accounts. Leak stuff to your wife. Tell them they don't like your collars, your shirt collars. She really won't like that. She'll <laughs> hop on Twitter. <laughs> All right. Uh. <laughs> we had our fun with that. I want to I wanna finish on this. I promised I was going to get you to laugh, and I might have I just wasted it there. But the funniest moment to me from tonight, uh, as, as depressing as it really might be for, for everybody outside of Oakland, LeBron sits down for his uh, postgame presser, and is asked about that play with J.R. Smith and is asked three separate follow-up questions about like, oh, man. yeah, so bad. it was, it was, yeah, not, not a great job by that reporter, but, Le and, and I am as big a LeBron fan as you're going to find, but LeBron <laughs> stomping off loses a little bit of its weight when you do so in suit shorts. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, oh man, like it's it's really bad too because he like stands up and he yeah. realizes, oh crap, I'm wearing shorts. So he tries to pull them down and he tries to strut out of there. He does drop the the be better tomorrow, <laughs> be better tomorrow stuff to the media, which is great. But but LeBron, you, you can't do that. You can't do I, that. Can I have a? Can I give you a hot take? Yeah, go for it. I, I wish suits hat wore and shorts was more common because I hate wearing a suit and I love wearing shorts and I know it looks goofy, <laughs> but you know, I, if, if everybody did it, it would be less goofy and I would be more comfortable. So I, I think I, I've seen I, it out here in Southern California, like, like super preppy situations where like you really? have to, yeah, it's like, it's like an outdoor function where you're expected to wear like a, a dress, a dress coat or, a, and, and then it's really hot, but people still go with the shorts. My thing there is like, how do you wear socks? Like, do you, do you go super loud with the socks? Do you do you go with the ankle socks? I think you go with flip flops. It just it gets progressively you know, more, <laughs> more beachy as you get to the bottom. <laughs> you start with the jacket, but by the time you get to the feet, you're in sandals and just. <laughs> the other thing here too is that like your shorts can't match the color of your jacket. It like, can't. No, I don't think it should. I think you got to go like a completely different color, a completely different pattern. Uh, hell, make them cargo shorts, like <laughs> to go with your. To go <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Tim you Duncan, just get, Tim Duncan yeah, you listening get... to this right now, like, yes, I will. Co- <laughs> I will come back. I will come back to the NBA if this is the thing I can wear. <laughs> I, you know, the other thing is LeBron when he bought all those suits for his teammates in the the previous round, and and they all wore them. They all looked ridiculous because they were like high, you know, they were like mm-hmm. super short cut. Yep. Except for LeBron, because LeBron is just like awesome. He's like a statue, <laughs> and he looked great in it. Yeah. Was was this was this? Everybody had to wear that, right? Did everybody wear it? Yeah, yeah everybody did. Nobody looked happy about it except for LeBron. It's so like <laughs> here's here's the play. Then here's the play. If you're J.R. Smith, don't try to don't try to lie and and explain your way out of out of the situation. Just say, look, you guys, he made me wear suit shorts. <laughs> like he, I was okay with with the other stuff before, but this was a step too far, and I figured we could still try to win it in overtime. It, it, give me this one before we get out. How many points is Jr. scoring in, in game two? Three. Oh, jeez, that yeah, that's that's too bad. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't, was gonna say he's gonna, he's gotta like, he's gotta redeem himself, man. Like, there's so much pressure. Although I don't, he's just probably not capable of redeeming himself. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for this episode of the Locked On NBA Show. Uh, Really fun weekend ahead. We'll find out if the Cavs can get back in this thing. Locked On NBA will be there for you for Monday to recap that game. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for listening. You can tune in everywhere you find podcasts. You can listen to my show, uh, which Adam just made an appearance on the other night, Locked On Lakers. You can listen to Adam's show, Locked On Nuggets. You can follow me on Twitter, at AnthonyRNLA. You can follow Adam on Twitter, at Adam underscore Morris. Or you can follow his burner account. Oh, I, won't, I won't give that. <laughs> Don't give that one up. <laughs> I agree. With I just, I'm just, I'm just bashing Anthony all the time in, the, in my burner. <laughs> That's your actual account. Have a great weekend, everybody. <laughs>